I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean, and I'm with Holly Walsh. One boy. It's the king. <laughs> Two little girls. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Must play the whole of that one day. Not really! <laughs> so, um, if you want to text us about anything, we're on 8 12 15, as ever, and it's always great to hear from you guys. Sometimes I feel we're not as interactive as we used to be. Do you? Yeah. Oh my, my red button feels untouched. Well, actually, night. Amanda has texted in to. Amanda! Do you remember that? Stuart Gillies. Oh, little, little bonus for you there, Amanda. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> gang. I was wondering how Frank's going with his swimming. Has he released the floaties yet and going under his own steam? And can our Keith swim? Well, I did release a couple of floaties this week, but it was in the deep end, to be fair. <laughs> That's how frightened I was. Uh, actually, <laughs> now this week, um, Duncan Goodyear came to visit. Oh, I'm a big fan of his work. Oh, man. And I'll tell you something, he hasn't aged a bit. Well, no, that'll be because of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you I don't go ball. He spent most of his um, career in a bath or the equivalent. I thought you said a bar. I thought, a bath. Oh, yes. Why bath. would that, but wouldn't that make him, mate? That'd make him wrinkly, no, wouldn't no, it, no, by nature? You know, that means none of the. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Yeah, but of course he does. He hasn't gone grey because he had nothing no. to go grey. It's, it's true. He just looks exactly the same as ever. And he said to me, "I was the best floater he'd ever seen." Did he? He <laughs> doesn't say that lightly. No, I yes. know from personal experience. No, I was, when, I was, I was really impressed by that. When did they change the name to, from floats to floaters? Because when I was little, we only called them floats. No, I'm on about. I was the best floater. I'm on about without floats, just yeah. floating on the top of the water. You have a natural skill for floating. I think it's because I've got a, a bigger head than most people that I'm I'm very well balanced in the uh, in the floating <laughs> thing. So I can just lie on top of the water basically until I run out of breath and I don't sink. Mm. If I do drown on the night, it'll take ages for anyone to notice. Why? And I just think, oh, he's doing that floating you know thing what? again. I can't wait for that night. Ring what, when I drown? No. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you've been after this seat no. for a long time, let's face it. <laughs> Frank, also, um, part duh of that question, uh, can our Keith swim? I, no, I don't think our Keith can swim. In fact, I don't think any of our family... Is that um, right? I don't think our Nora, our Terry or our Keith can swim. I'm surprised by our Terry, but anyway, it's another story. I don't think our <laughs> Terry can swim, no. Hmm. And I don't think my mum and dad... Oh, my dad could, but my mum couldn't. Yeah, we're a very non... If you live in the Midlands, there's no need for it. Mm. So they is, it used to... is it landlocked? Your, There's canals. There's a smashing canal. But, uh, I mean, you can jump on and off that, as we've established <laughs> in recent weeks. That's how polluted it is. <laughs> For those of you who missed that, uh, Joe Darby was a local celebrity who used to jump on and off canals, mm. and indeed on and off his child's face. <laughs> Without harming it before you try it at home, <laughs> you characters. Yeah, so that, um, that was a... But I did go to the deep end for the first time this week. That's true. I have. I can't remember the last time I was so terrified. I, on, and I had three floats, and I was absolutely seeing flashing lights down the side. My peripheral vision. I was so frightened. Oh, fine. oh just thinking about it now. Did you wear a ring? 
Um, no. Did you wear um, armbands? I had uh, I had a noodle under each armpit. All right. And then I had a knotted noodle in front of me. Yeah, you might want to get some actual. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only noodles helping yeah. in that situation. Yeah, Have you tried spaghetti? In fact, if I was that frightened, was I chicken noodle? <laughs> oh, rubbish. Frank 757, morning, our black country national hero. <laughs> Does oh, they like that text. Does he mean me or Joe Darby, <laughs> who used to jump on and off of his child's face? Also, you can't be a national hero if it's only the black country. Oh, well, we'll see about that. God, you're so that's like strict. Saying, that's like saying the British world <laughs> champion. She's so strict. Jealous, bitter. <laughs> Very bitter. She's not. That's because I know I'll never be the uh, Surrey world champion. Hmm. You might be the Surrey world champion. <laughs> What about that? That's me. That's me. If, if there is a championship for apologising, or indeed some sort of Ronnie Corbett impression. <laughs> <laughs> Language, Timothy. Sorry, Father. That was a great show. What happened to that? Oh, Why I did love they bring sorry. that back? Why do they have all that well, other stuff on that wasn't that good and then they don't have that on? Hey? What about that for a question? Dave now, the home of witty banter, has shown Frank Skinner's opinionated. Forget about it, get sorry on. <laughs> it's only because they can't uh, pronounce it, the um, the announcers. Oh. You'll remember it is um, officially the hardest word. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'd love to know if any of our listeners have still got a sun strip on their car with their name and their partner's name on it. I haven't seen that for years. <laughs> years. <laughs> Frank, we've had a text in. Mm. This is from Terry. I don't know if it's our Terry. No, I don't think it's our, I don't think our Terry texts. Oh, does he not? Oh, no. He's a telex man. <laughs> um, hi, Frank, Emily and Holly. Just like to thank Frank for coming to my school on Thursday. Good luck with your challenge. That's from Terry. What school? Yeah, I went to a, a school in um, Rochester. Oh, Rochester. Um, that's a Jack Benny joke. <laughs> 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 One for the teenagers. And, um, yeah, what, I had to go there to meet um, John Bishop, who was doing his... Oh, uh, it's the big run. Yeah, he was doing his, his big run this week. And uh, so I, I went with him for eight miles. Did you? And, um, I thought it was supposed to be ten. Well, they said to me 10 originally, and then they said, um, well, he's, he's done 20. Don't belittle it. I'm not belittling <laughs> it. Oh, God. Believe what is it me. with you this morning? You're shooting me down at I'm every corner. Anyway, I did eight miles, and John Bishop, t- I had to go to the school, and that, it was one of those schools where you think, oh, actually, kids, you know, they're actually, they're actually quite nice. Was Why only... were you at the school? Was it a prize-giving ceremony thing? Well, no, this school... Um, I feel really bad. I can't remember the name. Now. Oh, okay. That text the name, Terry. Worry. If you could text in, that'd be yeah, awesome. Come on, Terry, do your own work. <laughs> and um, and uh, they raised uh, twenty nine grand last year or last time for oh. sport relief. So they got the record for a school, and they did all sorts of. So there's loads of kids who are doing stuff, and it made me feel really positive about youth. 
Because, you know, when you, when you think of youths, yes. you think of hooded youths, and me being a middle-aged man having to go outside and remonstrate with them and get knocked about. That's what I think about. When I think of youths, I feel sick with envy. Do you? Well... Yeah. Ironically, you are wearing an England top and a um, hooded top as well. Yes, so but that, I think you'll agree, once you get to the neck, the whole youth theme starts to disintegrate. Can I just say, there was an awkward moment. I found it awkward when Holly was a little critical of the fit of the England shirt on you. I'm just going to leave that there. As I say, Holly has been picking on me all the morning. I'm trying to improve you, Frank. Someone I mean, sent me a free... Criticism. I was sent a free England shirt, uh, the new shirt, and I, I tried it on thinking, oh, great, free... If it's snug, I won't lie. Yeah, and um, I think that Holly's question was, is there something wrong with your shoulders? <laughs> She did say that. No, yeah. no, no. You did say that, Holly. First thing I pointed out was that we could see your nips, and then I pointed out that there was something wrong. Can you not call them my nips? <laughs> oh. Nipples? Okay, I'll tell oh. My nipples. Nipples. Um, <laughs> I had to rename my nipples as a tribute to the world's smallest man. More of him later. Meanwhile, over at the school, can I just say, Frank, because I saw a picture of you in the Daily Mail online. Well, I thought it was you, but according to the Daily Mail online, John Bishop's seen out running with Frank Spencer. Yes. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't have gone down that flight of stairs in a shopping trolley. I was only larking about, but it gave them quite the wrong idea. No, I was captioned. Someone else told me I'd been captioned as Frank Spencer in the Daily Mail. Interesting, my first ever TV appearance. Mm. I say interesting. It's <laughs> a bit optimistic. Um, I was introduced by Arthur Smith as Frank Spencer. Well, it's a very fine line, Skinner Spencer. Mm. I think you'll agree. Frank, uh, we've ju- this news, breaking news, the name of the school is Justin Go from on. Terry. Justin. Uh, it's quite, <laughs> quite an informal name for a school, isn't it? There's a school up the road called Nathan. <laughs> he says, hi all, again. Hi ho, is that what it's no, called? No, oh, sorry, let's, let's get there. My school is... Go on. Um, Sir Joseph Williamson's Mathematical School. That's what it was. I knew it had mathematical <laughs> in it. name. Yeah. It has its pluses. <laughs> oh, Frank! <laughs> I found it a bit divisive. <laughs> um, but I don't want to subtract from the occasion, which was a very marvellous thing. But I had some great times there. Oh. Some great times. No, don't you have to ram it home? We got that one. Okay. So um, yeah, so I, I was part of um, John Bishop's week of hell. I don't not I tell me that I was part of his terrible endurance. But I tell you what, I did leave with uh, speaking of free things, quite a lot of free running gear I was given. Oh, did you? As a thank you, which I didn't know was coming, which is a lovely surprise. But it's all got Bishop's week of hell written on it. But I, I wonder if I could uh, pass it off and uh, pass it off as the Catholic martyrs <laughs> tribute. Anyway, I'll, t- I'll tell you more about this in a bit. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So there I was at uh, Joseph Williamson's Mathematical School. <laughs> it's very alienating for the arts-based students, I find, that name, but anyway. Yeah, it's a good point. Mm. But um, I didn't I didn't want to go in there and try and change the name of the school. <laughs> I, I, I felt I was overstepping my authority. It, so I was I was only there as the sort of support act to John mm. Bishop's mighty um, mighty struggle. There was one bit where I went to the toilet and I passed a bunch of young lads coming out and I, and I sort of went, "All right, guys," and you know where kids <laughs> are as they went past. They had one of them say, "Guys," he said, "Guys," <laughs> <laughs> you know, like kids do any tiny thing they could seize upon. 
Next thing I know, they're giving me a Chinese burn. <laughs> Can I just say, Frank, also, um, John Bishop looked rather hot. Well, you've been running a long time. No! <laughs> no, I quite... It's a bit shouldn't but would. I've got a crush now why on John sh- Bishop. Why shouldn't, though? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not a, a problem. <laughs> um, shouldn't just because he wouldn't seem the type of man I'd go for, if I'm honest. No. Do you understand? No, we, well, I, I understand completely. Uh, but uh, when I must say, when I said goodbye, we got to this, um, this, um, we we're staying at the Premier Inn. He was staying at the Premier Inn the night. Oh, I wish you told I mean, me. I mean, I, I think he's taking the week of hell thing a bit too far. <laughs> um, and uh, it was twin beds, him and Lenny Henry. <laughs> no, but. Um, he was uh, he was being massaged and all that, and he'd just come out of it. He'd had to have an ice bath. I mean, he's really. You say a nice bef- bath? <laughs> no, of course, an ice. He had to have bath. an ice bath. <laughs> he'd have a nice bath and <laughs> a nice bit of cocoa. Now he has to have an ice. Uh, by the way, um, in the midst of all this, can I say, you sh- if you are inclined to save the world, do pledge some money for John Bishop because he he earned it this week, and uh, he was having all his treatment and. And I said, right, I'm off, um, I'm off, John. And I, he turned to me and his hair had been sort of what? And, he, you know, he's got electric blue eyes. Oh, they're electric. He looked like a Norse god. I mean, he looked all <laughs> ruffled there. But after, he looked... Sitting in an ice bath. No, he got out, he was oh, out right. the bath by now. He was being massaged. And his tendrils were damp. And he turned to me, his tendrils were damp. These icy blue <laughs> eyes. And he's, he's got teeth you could, you oh, could read in bed by his teeth. He's got a lovely set. Yeah, and he looked at me and I thought... John Bishop, you're beautiful. <laughs> he looked like a Norse god. I'd say he looked like I, I, I could see the mists of Asgard around. I him. wish you'd sung that to him, James yeah, Blythe style. I think I saw um, the great mighty Lord Odin. Maybe the mighty Thor was there. I think even evil Loki. <laughs> anyway, he did. He looked. I've never seen that side of him before, and mm. I'll, I'll always think of him that way. Well, mm. I hope he put a towel on after that. <laughs> yeah. I certainly did. He insisted. <laughs> I did actually. When we were running, I, I I started to feel I really wanted to be sort of supportive to him. I started to think, oh, come on, mate, you can do it. I, I, I found a side of me I didn't know I had. I was genuinely compassionate. Was he, um, was he able to talk while he was running or was he just quite quiet? And- he was able to talk as well as anyone from Liverpool can. <laughs> Um, I think that, that's he... what that's what broke the Norse god spell for me. I looked into his ice blue eyes and he went, "Anyway, take care, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> I hope he was holding the mic whilst he was running. Um, no, <laughs> he wasn't. Well, to check his heartbeat. <laughs> a bish has a habit of holding the microphone at chest level, yeah. the old style, entertainer style. Yeah, but that's because he doesn't want anything interfering with his amazing face. He doesn't want anything to block the light yeah, from his teeth. Exactly. He doesn't want a shadow of the mic on the back wall. No. But he was he was heroic, and I was happy to be part of it. And as I think it was Gandhi who said, only in the service of others do we find ourselves. Mm. Gandhi was a man who, I think, did a fun run too many, by the look of him. <laughs> That's my thought. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, etc. Um, I was just talking about the... Oh, one thing when I was running with John Bishop... About was, the Bish? Yeah, is that uh, lots of people sort of uh, blast their car horns 
As, oh, me as, included, if I saw him yeah. in his current state. <laughs> no, no, you've decided he's a babe. No, a lot of people did, and I, I started to really miss it because it looked people uh, uh, when you went past and oh, go on bish and all that. And I started to really miss the glory days of the car horn. I'm talking. What happened to that? This is a very nostalgic car session for you. You've already asked about what happened to the tinted window and the names above the front, and now you're on the car hall. Well, I just just follow follow the... uh, When's your new car arriving, by the way? uh, The last I heard was March the 22nd. And have you put in the uh, Frank and Kath and... I would... Actually, I wonder if it's too late for that. And the visor. Oh, maybe I'll go for green sleeves, you know, the ice cream van. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know what I'm suffering from? A slight mentionitis that when you were talking about the car, I got very depressed that we weren't talking about John Bishop. Oh, sorry. That's how obsessed I am by him. I'll Can talk- you just say one more thing about him? I'll talk about John Bishop again. Oh, you uh, actually know him. Oh, my God. I wouldn't go so far as to say. We, um, I tell you one brilliant thing is when I finished running, they gave me, uh, they came up to me with a pint of Coke and three mini rolls. And I thought, <laughs> great, this is like being an American, <laughs> except for the running. But just eating that much sugar in one go is something I'd never normally do. It was very exciting. Yeah, you must have burnt off a few calories. I think I'll put them all immediately back on again. What, with a pint of coke? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it, generally <laughs> did speaking. You have, um, did you sort of feel quite stiff afterwards and have the awkwardness of him having done all go. that exercise? Here we go, here we go. Here comes the tearing me down bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, did they give you an ice bath? No, they gave me nothing. Really? In fact, we got to... Um, he got put straight onto a massage table oh, and I was given uh, three mini rolls and a pint to go because <laughs> <laughs> they know old people they love sweet things they don't you want a massage you would have got the same if you'd given a pint of blood <laughs> exactly <laughs> I did give a pint of blood in so many ways did you, um, did you did, was it like a tag team did someone take over from you or, uh, or well, was uh, there like a break in I between? think Chris, My- Chris Moyles had run with him before me no there was that comedy Dave building his part that was up the, that was the day He's before he got no business being there um, they yeah. always come coming, from, coming from another radio well, sidekick. Well, exactly. Do you see me on Strictly Come Dancing? No, I'm desperate oh, to be on that. It's, ra- it's, <laughs> um, it's radio sidekick hate time. <laughs> Frank, he's not the only celebrity, because you've been name-dropping... Uh, there's, there's been someone else you've seen this week. Well, you know me, I live a very, very uh, star-struck life. I was, I was dining out the other night, and who should I see <laughs> on an adjoining table? Who was it? Who, you, you won't believe it. Who? What's my favourite programme on television? at the moment that hasn't uh, got me in Dad's Army um, <laughs> yeah, no that has got Antics me Antics Roadshow I actually play uh, Sergeant Sponge <laughs> do you remember Sergeant Sponge he's a great forgotten character of Dad's Army is it Sergeant is it Corporal Corporal maybe Corporal Sponge mm. you think someone will know it at home. yeah someone text don't google it. if you google it then mm. um, I put my great curse upon you <laughs> so uh, so, so which, anyway which restaurant were you you're in the restaurant which restaurant? So was it a, was it a uh, Swiss restaurant or it a was, um, mid-modern No, it was English. Swiss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now I'm into chocolate rolls. I just go to Swiss restaurants. <laughs> no, I... Um, it, well, I'll tell you what it was like, what it was called, if you like. It's, yeah. it's called the Dean Street Townhouse. Oh, yeah, big fan. All right, Do so you know it could it? be someone Swiss then. Well, what's my favourite TV programme that hasn't got me in it at the moment? Um, pointless. It is pointless. <laughs> so, and it wasn't even Xander Armstrong, it was Richard Osman, his sidekick. 
Oh, the tall was, one. Yeah, I was so excited. I thought, I'm going to go over to him and I'm going to say, I, can I say, I love Pointless and I think you're brilliant on it. I was going to say that. And Why didn't ca- you? Is that I was like with you? Ka- I was with Kath and she said, oh, no, don't. Did she? She said, I, looks to me, that looks like a first date <gasps> to me. Oh, Why, was there flowers and candles and wine? No, they were really snogging. Were <laughs> <laughs> they? No, no, they weren't. I'll tell you He's how probably you married. You have to be careful, yeah. Yeah, no, he was, they weren't snogging, but uh, they just, he was just sitting with a lady and, and they were having a nice time. But I said, that could be, if it is a first date, that, do you remember the old joke about the bloke who says to Frank Sinatra, can you come over and pretend you know me while I'm, t- I'm trying to impress this woman? And Frank Sinatra goes over and the, he says, oh, all right, Steve, how are you? And the bloke goes, not now, Frank, I'm talking to someone. <laughs> he could have used it, that exact punchline and I'd have, been, I'd have been fine with it. But um, she, she taught me out of it, so I didn't, I didn't go across. And then I, uh, he's also very, t- he's, I mean, he's t- beyond tall. Yeah, mm. he's huge. He's technically giant status, I would imagine. I think in medieval times he would have officially been a giant. Mm. Um, but they had no system for measuring in those days, so... Did they? Yeah, they did it in hands. They did do it in hands, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I don't know how many hands he'd be. Anyway, so he's sitting there eating, and you thought, this is So, yeah, uh, the tallness... Actually, me and David Baddiel once had a, a, a debate about tallness, a long debate about at what point... <laughs> Tall stops being good tall and becomes <laughs> stupid tall. You know, you see someone, you think, oh, he's a nice, strong mm. tall. Oh, that's ridiculous. What is that point? I think it's to do with your build, like Peter Crouch, because he looks like he's been on the rack. Mm. It's diff- but Richard Osman looks like quite a, quite a big guy. And with spectacles on a very tall man, there's a hint of lighthouse. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When he looked round to attract the waiter, I was waiting for, the, for his glasses to flash. They didn't, needless to say. I'm going to come back to this because um, you can, uh, as you can imagine, there's a fantastic culmination. <laughs> Hold on, I'll look that up. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had a text in from Keith. I love a Keith text. Ah, Keith. Mm, our Keith, yeah. Oh, hello, hello, Keith. Uh, <laughs> Keith says, art guys do painting by numbers, bro. Oh, you see, that's because because they're at the Sir Joseph Williamson's mathematical school. You said, well, how do they go in the art department? Mm. Painting by numbers. Decent oh, gag, Keith. You see, it mm. runs through the, the whole family <laughs> blood. We're like one big comedy clan. And Frank, uh, 643, Private Sponge. That's, private. that's not a message private to you. Private Sponge. That's, yeah, that's who it was. Oh, I thought, I thought that sponge. was a hint. <laughs> sponge for money. <laughs> Pardon? Is that, is that I a... just changed the name of Private Dancer to Private oh, Sponge. Oh, OK. <laughs> it, w- it was... Yeah, it's, it's not... I'm not on... I'd, love, I'd love to hear Tina Turner sing a song called about her Private Sponge. <laughs> no, no, it's about Dad's Army. It's about her love of lesser Dad's Army characters. Oh, OK. So you didn't say anything to Richard Osman. You bottled it, basically. I, I completely bottled it. Uh, I, I, don't, I just... I would have liked to spoke to him, but I didn't, if it was a first... If, when I got home, I looked up... To, by the way, if... Oh, if, I hate it when you do that. If ever... Um, if anyone here has ever um, been not approached a celebrity and looks back with terrible yeah. regret, do text us, because yeah. I'm like, well, let's share. We, on 8, 12, 15. But um, when I got back, I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to have a look up if that could have possibly been a first date. If he's married, I'm assuming it, it isn't. And, um, but you never know, now he's on telly. Might have <laughs> gone straight to his head. It took a few weeks to reach 
<laughs> but anyway, um, it, it just said he has children. It didn't, didn't mention the wife on Wikipedia, but it did say that his birthday is the 28th of November. Can you believe it? The same birthday as, as our Shep, <laughs> my, my Staffordshire Bull Terrier I used to have that died, you'll yeah. remember, was... Um, my dad buried under the apple tree to oh, improve the flavour of the fruit. I can't bear it. I can't bear it. <laughs> yes. yes. But you uh, see, Frank, I had that with uh, Gary Barlow once. I was... I mean, I know you're not a big Take That fan, but I always thought we might get on famously. He was always my favourite. Mm. Yeah, mine too. Well, yeah, and I thought, well, I might go and Even talk to him. Even when Robbie was in the band first yeah. time. Oh, I, I hated Robbie. What? Oh, no. What, no. I, what I love about Gary Barlow is that he's sort of... A great example of a sort of Hans Christian Andersen story. Like I think he's a modern, a modern story. Also, he's like the ugly duckling who just nobody thought anything of him at the beginning. Oh, like, like John Bishop. I thought you meant Thumbelina. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite short, isn't he? He's not. He's tall. No, he's short. Well, not. Well, I saw him. Hands. Excuse me, I saw him in person. <laughs> While he's you two short, debating, I actually saw him. Isn't he short? Um, he is quite short, actually, Frank. Oh. I'm sorry, Holly. Gary Barlow, <laughs> Gary Barlow, <laughs> Gary Barlow. <laughs> I miss my moment there. Gary Barlow dance, Gary Barlow sing. Thumbelina sing. I went to go over, Frank. I actually went to school with a girl Frank, called Thumbelina sing. Sorry, carry my on. My Gary Barlow story. Come on, let's hear it. Well, it's not really a story. Oh, well, it's not a story. <laughs> what is it, a yarn? <laughs> I was going to go and talk to him, and then I got waylaid by Mika and David Baddiel and then I couldn't. Mika? Yes. The singer. The singer. Mika, Mika and David Baddiel <laughs> together. <laughs> yes, they were talking. I don't know what about, but they were getting on famously. Well, how else would they get on? <laughs> I love the way you call them Mika and David Baddiel. Like, who's coming around to dinner tonight? Oh, Mika and David. It's like, it sounded like Mika's surname is Baddiel. <laughs> and then I saw Mika and David Baddiel. <laughs> Uh. You know, um, that you must get people approaching you. We've got an email in from somebody who said that they, um, they're from Cork and they saw you at Westminster Cathedral and they came up to you and you were exceptionally nice to them. Yeah, well, I, d I do try to be um, exceptionally nice. I remember that, that those people, actually. It was, it was a mother Sa and daughter. Sarah. Oh, always said that together. Sarah I like Noreen. That. I always love to see a, a mother and daughter out together. There's something. Oh God, Alan Clark. No, there's, <laughs> no, I do though. There's something nice about someone who still hangs around with their. I, I'd just been, I'd just, uh, I'd taken some cash out, I think. Oh yeah. And you know when you feel someone over your shoulder when you're taking cash out, it's a tense moment. Mm. There was the keeper of the, the cash machine was there. You know those men who always sit at the side. Like, I thought you meant like a beef eater, like no, a traditional. Like, no, there seems to be in London um, a homeless person has been allotted to every cash machine to keep an eye on things. <laughs> There's always one sitting there just for a bit of a chat with a dog keeping watch. Yeah, occasionally, if they can. Uh, if they Sarah can the actually string. says, "I hope you sang your ATM song afterwards." Oh yes, because yes. every time I take money out of a cash machine, I don't know if you know this, Holly. I always, always sing "Got Brass in Pocket" by the <laughs> Pretenders. I cannot resist it. <laughs> it's like my dad. Did I tell you about my dad's razor? My dad gave me the razor that he had when he was in the army, mm. and every time I had a shave with it, I used to sing "Pack Up Your Troubles in Your Old Kit Bag." <laughs> it's these things trigger stuff. Mm. There um, used to be a, a French footballer called Papin. And uh, every time the commentator said, Papan, I used to get up, when I lived with David, I used to look through the window and say, is that my car? <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Tra la 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 la. I'm with. Um, Beautiful. Thanks. I'm with Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. Hooray for. <laughs> And um, we got a text in from uh, people text. Who, you say? I think it's a text. Mm. Okay. People, people who've um, been uh, celebrity spotting. Ah, yes. We're, we're talking before the news in case you're the sort of person who religiously switches on at nine o'clock. Um, about the fact that I saw a famous celebrity the other day and, and was um, reticent to approach them. So we asked our listeners, if, "Have you ever um, backed off?" From a famous face? Somebody's taken No, in. is the answer to that. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking you. I've never backed off from a famous face. Okay. Somebody's texted in to say they were on holiday and they saw the crankies, but instead of going up to them, they just got their wife to stand in front of them so they could get a shot of them in the background. And they've always regretted it. Mm-hmm. What, getting a shot of them? Because <laughs> that would have been a nice picture, but not the crankies in the background. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed people doing that, taking photos, even at, at my status, way below the crankies. Um... <laughs> I've you noticed. can't be below the crankies, I think surely. You can, you can be below the crankies, <laughs> how yeah. Many, uh, you how can many, in our flats. How many hands do you think um, the smallest cranky is? What, Jeanette? I'd say... Now, did, are the hands vertical or horizontal when you oh, do like your measuring? Po- pony hands. Yeah, what's a pony hand? I, thought, I, I think, think it's, it's six inches, hand. isn't it, a pony oh, hand? I've got tiny hands, so... So have I. No. No, mine is smaller. No. We'll debate that after. You have got, both got very small hands. In fact, you've got basically Jeanette cranky hands. <laughs> Frank, we've had another text in. Uh, on eight twelve fifteen. On eight twelve fifteen. I once sat at a table in a Japanese restaurant, London, with family. <laughs> <laughs> I like it so far. Next to David Baddiel and Martin Clunes. Oh, David Baddiel and Mika. <laughs> David Baddiel and Martin Clunes. David and Martin Clunes. Although a fan of both of their work, I didn't attempt to speak to them. Although I was tempted. Mm. That's from uh, 469. It, I, I see, I got confused. It was, it was the proximity of attempt and tempted. <laughs> I had um, <laughs> what I can only describe as a semantic brainstorm. <laughs> They even so, gets about, doesn't I, um, he? So he was frightened uh, to approach um, these two clones. Oh. I was mm. once in a uh, well-known shop on Bond Street when I first came to Were London. You? Bond Street? Yeah. Mm. And um, the security went off and the shutters came down and I was locked in a shop with um, the Chelsea player Viali. Oh, yes. And it was just you sure he hadn't him? just taken a shine to you and requested that? <laughs> Yeah, lower exactly. the, lower than blinds. Yeah, lower than blinds. You do cut, <laughs> cut the blinds now. <laughs> yes. And I was stuck in the shop with him, and um, I didn't know what to say because I did recognise him, and I was a little bit sort of uh, awkward about it. It was yeah, just the well, two yeah. of us and the security staff and the shopkeepers. I don't know if they call it shopkeepers on the Bond Street, but uh, I uh, then very embarrassed about it all. As it soon as I opened it, ran, ran out of the shop. <laughs> you didn't make any small London, talk. The A215 Ernest Avenue closed for a police investigation. That's no, between Norwood High Street. I, I think um, I'm actually Road. running a minicab company <laughs> um, at the moment from Absolute, and it's the first time I've been caught out. Yeah. So that was a bit of was a problem. Was that Sandy? Hold on, just a minute. Um, Jeff, <laughs> can you do south of the river? <laughs> Be back with you now. Okay, that's Sandy's seems to be getting up. like Comedy Dave building a part up. I know. I don't think that was Sandy, was it? I don't know who that was. Hey, I, I think uh, that might be that. You know, there's a sort of a phantom of the uh, of the traffic news, like oh, Phantom yeah. of the Opera, who lives in the basement. <laughs> absolutely. Occasionally, they emerge. It's a terrible musical, the Phantom I of the actually, Traffic. News. I liked that bit. Actually, it felt like uh, <laughs> felt the like. beginning of a fall song or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that lady comes back at some point. <laughs> 
Someone's texted in saying a hand is four inches or the width of a palm. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. So, in that case, I'd say Jeanette, Jeanette Cranky is about, let's say, the three, I'd say she is about 36 hands. It's like one of those sort of fake games where you have to try and work out how many sweets are in a... How many hands is Jeanette Cranky? I'd like, I'd like the idea of her be standing on the table at a church fete and people <laughs> trying to imagine how many hands. How much does she weigh? Well, 469 has clarified, not frightened, Frank. I thought it was more polite to give them their privacy. Oh, oh OK. Oh, oh. oh, see, I was just genuinely... Well, I thought it was a first date. You're not going to sit the crankies and think, could this be a first date? <laughs> does, does, does Ian... Unless you were working in Jersey. <laughs> well, you might think Ian, Ian Toff has got... You might think he's got a type. You know what I mean? He only yeah. goes out with, like, three-foot women. Mm. You might think that. Those men exist. Let's face it, there's a website for everything. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There is a winner. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Holly Walsh has got the smallest hands on the team. Yeah, big wow. I didn't want to win anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just high-fived myself with my tiny hands. Oh, no, I heard the, I heard the, the sound was... <laughs> Here it goes again. Right. Hey, um, Frank, um, somebody's done the calculations. Uh, Sean in Richmond has worked out that by your reckoning, uh, Janine Cranky is... Jeanette, Jeanette Cranky is 12 foot tall if she's 36 hands. Is that right? Is she? Three. I think you might be right, actually. Yeah, she looks much smaller on the telly. Well, Frank, um, never mind that. <laughs> uh, we've got, don't say we're not topical on this show, we've got some Engelbert Humperdinck news in. Well, actually, it is topical because did oh, you God, read about it's this? It's very topical. Yes. He's been chosen to represent um, us in the Eurovision Song Contest, which is an extraordinary you decision. You say us. <laughs> yes, us, Frank. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very happy about it. I think it's a tremendous choice. Yes. Were you, um, were you a fan the first time round? I, I, I remember our Terry, right? He's going out with this woman and, and mm. they, they had a split up. Oh. And he went out and he bought the 45 RPM single <laughs> of um, There Goes My Everything by Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh. And he went into the front room, which we normally kept for best, <laughs> but no one, he was so upset no one would say anything. And he went and sat in there in the cold, because, and we didn't have central heating. And we were all, the family were all next door, and he played that song. I bet he played it 30 times, over and over. Oh, Terry. There goes my reason <laughs> for living. Oh, man. The, was it heartbreaking? The tears were coming under the door. Aww. It was. We were all feeling for him next door. So now door. whenever you listen to that man's Elvis-like voice, do you feel quite emotional? No. He's um, a I think that, he's rather... uh, the Queen Mary going through Golden Square? <laughs> Some interesting noises. I think he's a strange today. choice, though. I have to be honest. I'm. I, we do have some celebrity experience with him. My sister was very good friends with his son Scott. Oh. Um, Scott, Scott Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Yes. Well, actually, he called himself Dorsey. Now I have to Scott say, Dorsey. you know, when you think you know something mm. and then you don't know it. Yeah. I was absolutely certain that his real name was Jerry Dorsey. Oh. Turns out, I read from reading about him this week in the papers, his name is Arnold George, mm. and he took Jerry as, mm. as, a, as a false name. And I used to... What, one of my favourite branches of mm. trivia is the real, <laughs> the real names of the famous. I used to have a whole list of, the, of his era in particular. Terry Nellums, Adam Faith, Harry Webb. 
Mm. Cliff Richard. I loved it. I love a real name. What's that, Elton John's? Reg Dwight. Reg Dwight, yeah. Mm. But, um... <laughs> What's that noise? They're digging. Oh, they're outside. digging outside. In case, yeah. if, if occasionally, you might not be able to hear it <laughs> at home, but if you hear, mm, <laughs> it's because they're, they're uh, digging in the street outside. He's got, um... Holly, you've got up to have a little look, like a nosy neighbour. <laughs> oh, Pull oh, back the uh, oh, look at the curtains. little look at the little handprints on the window <laughs> from where she's been. It's like a cat's paw. Oh, it's like being at Santa's. Um, but Frank, you see, it's quite a cynical decision, I think, isn't it? You think? But, well, he's very popular in certain European territories. Is he? Yes, very big in Belgium and Israel. Um, I didn't know that. Well, this is why. Then. And Romania. That's why he's our secret weapon. Yes. Because he's big in the sort of heartlands of the Eurovision. It's a, it's a great idea. Mm. What what happened to the... I thought you had this voting system where you had to choose... The BBC had some sort of vote where we could we could all make the decision as to... And then last year they decided blue, and this year they've gone for Engelbert. Yeah, I think that they have re- arrived... Um, something I arrived at um, in, by the way of politics a long mm. time ago. You can't trust the British public with that kind of important thing. <laughs> this yeah. is why you, you don't let them anywhere near... A capital punishment referendum. You'll be sorry. <laughs> Just an X factor and all that. <laughs> That's fine. Even that they can't. Can you believe Susan Boyle, the biggest sensation ever, didn't win Britain's yeah. Got Talent? So they've decided. Oh, look, we'll look after you. Trust us. So, what's the what are the rules as to who can do it and who can't? I mean, are there any? Otherwise, we might as well just put up Paul McCartney or something. No, but the, they would have put up Paul McCartney if he'd agree to it, which he definitely wouldn't. So, it's people who will do it. I think is the. Hmm. But this is a rubbish system then, because those people should do it. I mean, what else are they giving the country apart from tax? Yeah. And they should be representing... It's gone a bit John Humphreys here. It has gone a bit John Humphreys. I'm going to have to... On, on this subject, I'm going to ask it to the adverts soon. But I, can I just leave you with this thought? I had a mm. look at Engelbert Humperdinck's uh, website oh, yeah. just to see what we were dealing with nowadays because I haven't heard from him for a while. And they have um, Engelbert's original quote of the week on the Engelbert Humperdinck. And this is... And I'd like... I'm going to ask you to sit and dwell on this over the break. This is his quote... To stay fashionable with the weather is to be cool. <laughs> He's out of his mind, isn't he? Yeah, out of his mind. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, Paul says, hi Frank, Ian and Jeanette Cranky's real name is Ian and Jeanette Tough. I worked with them for a season in Jersey in 76. Great fun couple. Yeah, I've read mm. their autobiography. It's quite a it's quite a page turner. Is it? Yeah, it covers um, their work in Jersey, Guernsey, uh, oh. all the sort of big seaside towns, Blackpool, Glasgow. I mean, it's really something. I must admit, if I if I read an autobiography, I, I do like it to be a Channel Islands um, flavour. If there isn't one, I feel like um, I've, I've wasted my time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew they were called the Toffs because um, Ian Toff recently emailed me to thank me for putting the Crankies in my top ten comedy double acts of all time. Yeah, Richard and Judy <laughs> didn't email you though. No, Richard and it's Judy just a personal didn't. Personal list you made. No. I, I received uh, uh, an email from Judy, but it was just random letters. I mean, she just took aim, and that's what came out. God bless her. So Frank, there was some sad news this week, wasn't there? 
Did you read about Davy Jones? Oh, that was. I used to love the monkeys. I really love the monkeys. And Davy Do you know what you can remember? Very, very sort of insignificant, tiny little moments from your life that stay forever. When I was about eight, Mm. I was sitting next to, um, I think it was Josephine Corbett. She was a pretty girl, brunette. Mm. Um, And uh, I was trying to impress her. And I said, you know, um, Davy from the monkeys... And she said, yes. And I said, gather round. You know, it's a bit conspiratorial. His second name is Jones. (laughs) And she said, I know. And I felt so crestfallen. I really thought... (laughs) That was your chat-up line. I thought, I'll never... She doesn't like me. There's no hope. Just pointing out the surname of a celebrity. Yeah. As a chat-up line. Yeah. (laughs) This was before I moved on to the real names trivia. (laughs) Just their their names is what I was at. But I I don't know why. It's it's lived with me so much. So I was sad. Can I say that Stephen Fry tweeted? Oh, um, did he? What did he say? He said um, of David Jones. He was the reason another David Jones changed his name to David Bowie, of course. In other words, let's let's use this man's death <laughs> as an opportunity to show how clever I am. I like the of course at the end as well. Yes. Of course. <clears throat> you see, to be fair to him, isn't he just relishing my own joy of um, the real name thing? I was actually David Bowie, David Jones. a Mike girl myself. Oh, you like Mike yes. Smith? Wall hat, as he well, was sometimes. Well, can I tell now. you what? I think I did. I think I did discover that he was heir to the liquid paper fortune. Indeed. What's a li- is that like a Tipex? His mother yes. invented Tipex. Oh. Yeah, His she was mother. a secretary and she wow. invented it. Omar Nesmith, <laughs> big cauldron in the log cabin. <laughs> Can I? You, you, you were into the monkeys. Yeah, I love the monkeys. But aren't they a bit old for you? Ooh. No, it was repeated <laughs> in the early eighties. Hot in it? Is there hot in it? <laughs> <laughs> It was repeated in the early yeah, 80s. Yeah, I think that she saw the box set in the, uh, <laughs> in the noughties. The TV show you didn't know Yes, yes. Can I say, Mike Nesmith, to his great credit, this was his tribute, I wrote this down to David Jones this week, I will miss him, but I won't abandon him to mortality. I will think of him as existing with the anima- within the animating life that ensures existence. Now, a lot of people would have said our thoughts with his family, <laughs> and I'm with Mike Nesmith all the way even though he didn't join them on their reunion tour. God bless him and his error-prone mother. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, a man called Martin Jones has emailed in and uh, he's he's got a story about Patrick Moore, who I know is your (laughs) arch-nemesis. Well, I wouldn't say... (laughs) I hate him in simple terms. Isn't that a nemesis or just a hatred? No, he, d- he doesn't know, though, I don't think. He's the Darth Maul of your life, really. Yes, he's, he's Lex Luthor to my mm. Superman. <laughs> um, this uh, Martin says that he went to Patrick Moore's house when he was a kid as he lived in my village and my mum caught him trying to use his celebrity status to queue jump in a post office. Hold on, well, hold on. <laughs> is, is, is this not fuel for my fire? Isn't that typical? But you can imagine him saying, oh, is that a... Is that a complete solar eclipse up there? Everyone <laughs> looks forward. up. Hold on a minute. How did Moro get to the front? Anyway, he says... Somebody once said of Patrick Moore that he looked... I remember this in a, in a, in a write-up. It said he looked like he'd covered himself in superglue and run through a wardrobe. <laughs> Is it my imagination or does the man have a monocle? 
He does. Uh, he does oh. sometimes have a monocle. Yeah, affectation. Yeah, he carry should, on, Holly. He should probably get two monocles now. He probably doesn't <laughs> even know it's there. It's just lying on his fat face like a film oh, of grease. Come on. Okay. So anyway, meanwhile, over in the post office with Patrick Moore. Yeah. Um. Apparently, this this was enough to ensure an, an invitation. Uh, to the house of uh, Patrick Moore and he was very nice and played his xylophone a bit for us and then showed us why we shouldn't look at the sun through a telescope by training the scope on the sun and then moving a piece of paper close to it and it burst into he's written burst into frames yes I'm pretty sure he's gone for he means flames oh so he's done the magnifying glass yeah he said um, it was incredibly burning. impressive as a child yeah well it was impressive but of course the truth is that um, Patrick Moore probably does that with poppies instead of paper when people <laughs> aren't there We've heard from the outside world. One is from Australia, would you believe? Goodness. This is from Brian Broadbent. He mm. says, hi, Frank. He's, I won't do the accent, it'll irritate you. It's hard he said, not to, isn't it? I know. <laughs> he says, thanks for a great show. Mm, is he nice. listening as we speak in yes. Australia? Well, he says, we're having a few beers with a couple of mates. Really? I'm glad <laughs> he's, he's battling against the national stereotype. <laughs> and we're just laughing at what happens in London with all you guys. Thanks heaps for a great show. Well, thanks very much, you bladger. <laughs> you mongrel. I don't. I think they. I hope they're supposed to be friendly. It's they're the only Australian. The only Australian accent I know is Alf from Home and Away. <laughs> oh yeah. You. Sh- uh, so yeah. It Carry must be t- t- ten to ten in uh, Australia. How many time? hands is that in Australia? <laughs> Big hands. And uh, th- so um, they must be, you know, kicking back on the veranda with a beer and a. It's a very different experience to how, how we would have it in England. Yes. <laughs> I can't bear these cultural stereotypes, yeah. actually. How no, no, dare mine's you? Time. Mine's about time. Well, when did, where's the uh, travelogue um, bit in my contract? <laughs> You're right. It is um, it is a different time in Australia no, than it is in is, England. We we assume this is sort of like a breakfast show. People waking up, but yeah. this is the the end of their day. They're winding down to this. Yeah, but Holly, some people are still having beers, even though it's a breakfast show here. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know that we actually give it that high energy breakfast show feel that you're supposed well, to give to I've a breakfast doing. show. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We're no comedy, Dave. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, Sean from County Durham, Frank. Oh, yes. You know, we were talking about going up to celebrities and bottling it. Yes. He's done it to us. He came up here to Absolute Radio to Golden Square. From County Durham? I don't know if he travelled that far. <laughs> oh, no, I hope he didn't come just to see us from yes, County Durham. he said he was sitting on the bench in the square, wondering if we'd come out. Well, I say we, if you'd come out. Mm-hmm. And then he said, um... You came. I, I came back round the corner into the square only to see you, the cockerel, and three ladies walking towards us. I bottled it, and all I managed to utter was, "It's the cockerel." As you walked past, I've been kicking myself mentally since then, as I've been a fan of yours since your packet of three days. Oh my God, that's um, what was packet of three. Packet of three that was, was great. On, that was just before the Crimean War. <laughs> we did it. We went round to, to the troops in India, entertaining <laughs> them with a show called Packet of Three. <laughs> Eugenia Claren. Those were yeah. certainly marvellous times. Um, we had to keep our tunics bottom when we had high tiffin and it was 63 degrees one afternoon. God, <laughs> we laughed. <laughs> um, well, that's, well, I'm sorry that happened, but... Um, sure. If we, this part of London, if you pass a man sitting on a bench, you assume he's been there all night. 
<laughs> Which is probably why we there averted was, our there, eyes. There I was, sitting by the cash point, just waiting for you. <laughs> oh, it's one of the keepers. <laughs> one of the keepers. Of the, what's what's the, what's his name? This guy? It's Sean from County well, Durham. Well, Sean, I'm sorry about that. Well, my own father was from County Durham, from I, a little place called West Cornforth. I think the least you could do is drive up there and have a chat. I don't know if that's the least. <laughs> I think the least I can do is what I'm going to do, which is nothing. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, you know last week we were talking about fears things people were scared of. Oh, yes. Well, someone who's a Marine, a Royal Marine, no less, has emailed in to say that for 20 years uh, he's had a morbid fear of wet cardboard against his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'll tell you anything, just don't get the wet cardboard out. He's a security risk. That's a weird thing to be scared of, isn't it? I can't think of many situations where you would have wet cardboard in in your mouth, but... Well, the Queen Mother, to be fair, I think her teeth were made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> like she was very into recycling. So they must have they must have moistened what little saliva she had left in the later <laughs> years must have kept them fairly moist. So if he'd have snogged the Queen Mother, he'd have had a heart attack. And I, I think it used to be part of becoming a Royal Marine, didn't it, that you had to snog Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> the Queen Mother. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You had to have a two-minute with tongues. With tongues. And I know it's uh, not every time, but often she would grab their buttocks in each hand. I mean, and really quite tight. <laughs> really. Uh, this uh, is quite treasonous. Marines have said to me that the fingerprints of the Queen Mother have been on them for, you know, a year or 18 months in some cases. Still, God bless her. Frank, we've had someone else uh, texting in 913... Uh, we were talking about being too scared to go up to celebrities. Mm. Um, something I've never suffered from. Hello to all you lovely people. A few years back, I saw Meryl Streep in Tesco's in Hammersmith. I wanted to say hello, but it was genuinely starstruck. She was buying pasta. Um, is there any possibility it wasn't Meryl Streep? <laughs> <laughs> Would she be in Tesco's? Buying was pasta. It? Hammersmith. Yes. Do you know what you say that? But I used to work in a really boring office job. And quite often I'd walk past someone and go, oh my gosh, that's, you know... Frank Bruno or something and then I'd realise you know it wasn't Frank Bruno but mm. I'd just go it's so much more interesting if I go back to the office and tell everyone I saw Frank Bruno <laughs> so you just um, so I'd just go back there and be like oh, yeah I saw Frank Bruno people would be like oh my is that true I thought he lived in America now I'd be like well I I just saw him I like the idea that you used um, lookalikes as a springboard for lies yeah <laughs> well that was the sort of basis of truth there was a very there was a glimmer of truth for there a minute there was a moment for you when that was true if I hadn't if I hadn't realised it wasn't Frank Bruno I could have easily thought it was uh, yeah. I, w- I once walked past you on um, on a on a bridge and didn't say hello is that right? What yeah. since since, oh, since you've been doing the show? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd been a bit sulky, you. just like that. I, I actually said hello to you. She just turned a haughty head in the opposite direction. You know, a haughty head. Oh yeah, I hate that. It's a lovely pub hand. though. Be a good name for a pub, wouldn't it? The haughty head. Mm. I like it. Anyway, now that we slowly come to that time, I really would like to clear my throat, but I think I can keep talking through the saliva until the end of the show. That's how close we are to the end. (laughs) I could choke, but, you know, it's good to keep a little bit of an edge to these things. Um, Not the Weekend podcast is available to download from Wednesday, and uh, that's me, Holly, and Emily this week talking. Uh, Mark Crossley is next. Talking. (laughs) 
And, um, well, quite frankly, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 